We are the ink to the page, Japan land the punch. On a mana pia boom pal, we got the stuff. We know they got story, been new, they got hard complex narratives and black carries. Tell me where they see us. Where I see us, where where I see us, they wanna be us. But tell me where they read us, not they wanna be us. At the damn cage, like a nigga from Georgia, insane and after brain and lacking in origin. At the flashbacks and shots to the system, downloading new issues and sitting for a listen. Where I see us, where I see us, they wanna be us. But tell me where they read us, now they wanna be us. They wanna be us. They, they, they wanna hey. be us. Where I see us. Where, hey, where, where I see us. Where I see where us. All the black people where I see us. Where I see us. Where I see And we are recording. Hey, Marcellus. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you now. I know I can see you too. It's very strange because, you know, typically when we record, we are, it's just like a phone call kind of situation. We don't see each other. So now we're like in, in our own, sp- like we can see each other's space. And I, I'm looking at the screen and like, I have a pink room, your lights in your room blue. This is very gender is very specific. Gender. I can change. It. Very gender. <laughs> change his lighting change arrangement. Oh, uh, to all our, nah, let me get, get the, uh, the radio voice on. For all our uh, listeners in audio land, we are now doing uh, a video option for our uh, for anyone who uh, does donations to the podcast. Uh, you can find uh, more information about that and other services on our Anchor website. Yes. Uh, that's uh, anchor.com forward slash where I see me podcast. <laughs> Um, so now I'm going to change the line. <laughs> um, Purple and pink go together. I can't I can't change the color of my room. I've already painted it this now color. We're, now we're united. Yeah, because my, my walls are just white. I'm going to take advantage of that. That's nice, though. The, the LED lights. And you've got your comic books in the background. He's on theme. He's on theme for the podcast. I, I, I tried to set myself up, uh, you know, to uh, if go big or go home. If we're gonna, if they can see me, I had to, you know, there was no wall there yesterday. I had to build it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even live inside. This is a cardboard box. This is. Wow. That's, that's. Very cold. It's cold. It's, it's cold right now, though. Outside. It's like two degrees, right? It feels like it. I feel like for the. I'm so sorry. What is it? (laughs) I was I was worried about because we're recording now and it's like uh, it's like it's almost eight, um, Mm eight p.m. on a Wednesday. There was a man cutting rhubarb outside my window. Um, with like an electric saw, very loudly. He's still working. I hear him hammering things right now. Rhubarb, like. Like a like the vegetable? No, I could be saying it wrong. The like the like the the metal that goes within concrete. Like the, oh, I don't know. I don't know anything could about be construction. Rhubarb. Could be rhubarb. I don't know. I just immediately thought of a rutabaga. I'm like, wh- why is there someone randomly cutting a rutabaga outside your window? Y'all got a, y'all got a community garden? I wish we have a community dog. It almost chased me once. <laughs> dog was not it wasn't mean but it wasn't nice yeah no 
I um before so before we hopped on t- tonight to record, we were like we kept pushing it back, and I thought our text messages were funny. You're like, can we go back? Can we push it back to the thirty minutes? It was like each one of us did it. Like I was ready at six, and then I was like, no, I'm not. I'm gonna have to like because my my mom's friend um gave her some greens from a garden um some collard greens and some turnip greens and they they were just like he had just picked them and just put them in a trash bag and was like here you can have (laughs) you can have these and so she was like she's so funny like she doesn't just ask you ask me to do things she'll just like she'll ask you the question she'll say like did you wash those greens and it's like it'll make it makes you think you're crazy because you're like was i supposed to did i (laughs) what did i agree to do that and i was like excuse me (laughs) did i watch did i watch the greens was i asleep for the conversation i was like you've seen me all day where have i been all day in the office when would greens have been washed but so I, I went ahead and did them anyway because I had never I never really washed greens before, so I wanted to. And these were like extra dirty because they were straight out, straight out the ground. They they they, they were grew, were grown. <laughs> they had like like you know the little veins and like um, the stems were like all curled and the roots and stuff. And there was a turnip in with the turnip greens. And I'm sure as someone's listening to this, like as there usually is, Jamie, yes. Yes, there's usually a- <laughs> but either way, it was cool. I'm like, oh, this isn't that. It's not that bad because some of them were very wilt, like sunburnt and wilted. So you can't, you can't eat that. It was sunburnt. Um, yeah, they were like yellowed and like had black spots. Do plants or need like uh, uh, sunscreen? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they need some protection. Some plants do. The collards look better though. The collard greens, not color, <laughs> not color greens, as people like, <laughs> like to make the, look, the joke. But they they looked better. They look well. The leaf is different. Like it's, it's big. Like it's as big. It. It's as big as my face. The leaf for the what? collards, and then yeah, and then the turnip greens are like kind of small and like wrinkly. This doesn't even. I'm doing a gesture with my hand. This this doesn't even like describe it. Like, uh, yeah, this I is don't nothing. know what that is, but I'm. I'm <laughs> but I believe you. I believe you. The comparison like, to the size. Of your, you're doing like an inter. You're. It's almost it's a gang sign. It's like an interpretive. <laughs> it's a performance piece. <laughs> That's crazy though. But yeah, so we had to keep pushing things back because. Um, you know, life happens, but it do be, it, and it keeps happening every day. Yeah, we recorded our last episode for the season twenty in October. <laughs> twenty years ago, <laughs> it feels like twenty years ago. It it does feel like like a lifetime ago or a summer ago or something. Mm-hmm. And so I do miss I miss recording because I think it was something to look forward to in the during the week oh absolutely so how tell your tell the listeners how you've been like you're you're finished for the semester i'm finished i have turned my grades in i Uh turned my final papers in and i uh it's weird because i'm i'm finished but there's also that uh 
I don't know if you've ever, ever seen those kind of those jokes of, um, oh, okay, I'm done looking at the bad screen today. I'm now going to look at the good screen. Um, <laughs> uh, going from my laptop to like a TV. Uh, I feel like I've oh, created yeah. in um, schoolwork and, and grading and other things. I've traded in work for work that I wanted to do. So now I'm still <laughs> working. But uh, same. But I mean it's nice though too, I think. I am happy to have completed the classes that I did the semester and to move on. Uh and have a bit of a, a reprieve. Cause that's what are you taking? Uh what am I taking? Next semester, Next but semester. finish your reprieve. Finish your reprieve. Oh, I was just gonna say Mm -mm, this semester whooped my behind. I was not functional. Mm -mm. Do you feel like, and this may be getting into some tea very early on, but um, do you feel like the university, we, who we won't name, um, but you know, people can do their own Googles and researches, but do you feel like the university was understanding of students or accommodating for students the fact that we're in a pandemic? My response would be, hi, welcome to Where I See Me, the podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. We, even did, we didn't do the intro. The intro. Dude, um, it's, been, it's been a long time. We're sorry. Uh, this um, is Where I See Me. Um, do you, 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 you remember the rest? You want to give the give the, the people your, your lead in? All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Where I See Me, the podcast where we look at comics and media with lots of questions in mind, mainly where the hell are all the back, black and brown people? I was supposed to say black, black and brown. Black and brown. See, it's been so long. I don't even have it just rolling off the tip of my tongue like that anymore. <laughs> um, but welcome back. And so I'm Jamie. And I'm Marcellus. And this is our special bonus episode. Yay! We're ended 2020 with a bonus episode. You know, we had to come back because we missed, like we said in our very, very, very long pre-intro. We missed, <laughs> 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 we, missed, we missed recording together. Um, I mean, me and Marcel's have seen each other because Marcel's is my barber um, as well <laughs> as my friend and co-host. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a different context though to talk to each other solely about a particular topic you know versus like if you're just like cutting my hair and we're talking or we're just group chat or something it's completely different context because so. when i'm your barber i am you just your barber <laughs> it's professional it's purely it's it's yes he has a little cape and everything like mm -hmm. i don't wear it it's for her He's exactly. He's very serious. He takes his his haircutting very serious. And like he cut my hair a week ago, it's and already it's already grew, it's already it grew back by the end of the week. Like it we probably cut, grew back think, by the time you got home, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like a two. You cut it down to like what, like a two or a one? I think I'm you've been doing like a one. about a one, yeah, like a one and a half because it it helps it go longer. So those of you who can't see. This aspect of the podcast that's now that we now have now have we got visuals now, which means I feel like I have to be. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna dress. I'm not dressing up. Y'all get to see me and like with pimples and everything. But um, 
I'm not like this is as good as it's gonna get for the podcast. Like I'm at home. I'm not comfortable. No. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about, you know, this, you cut it down to like a one and a half because otherwise it's gonna like grow back so fast. Yeah. And I'll have to get a cut again. So at least this I won't have to get a cut back to, to like January, I would say. I agree. I agree. Try to make it work out well, give you some bang from your buck. Get yeah. you, get the uh, the the full the full uh, the works. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So we were. What are we? We're. You know. This episode hopefully is coming out on a day of great significance um, to Black Twitter, um, the Great Conjunction. Or as I call it, the harmonic convergence. Like those of you who've watched Legend of Korra, I think it's book two. Is book two the Book of Spirits? I think so. Yeah, the harmonic convergence. It's it sounds like the exact same thing. Like it's that it's gonna be. There will be you a know, light. That there, yes. But I also had another friend who messaged me and said that it's gonna be like the Star of Bethlehem or the Star of Date, like um. Do you know? You remember? In the, do you know the nativity story? Jimmy, um, my how... Bible knowledge comes from Veggie Tales. Okay, but that that was in there, like the star and the three wise men follow the star. Okay. I okay. feel like that was a Veggie Tales episode. It had to be. The three wise men is this is. I'll, I'll keep Jesus. listening. I'll listen. I'll imagine the vegetables. <laughs> I'll just pretend it's the vegetables. <laughs> so it's the birth of of Jesus. Um, um, and so I had another friend who said that that is, I think, I think it's the star of Bethlehem. I think that's what it's technically called because he was born in Bethlehem. Ah, um, there we go. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Okay. <laughs> I'm convinced, but okay. <laughs> Um, but those of you who don't know, who maybe listen to this podcast and are not familiar or not, who, wait, what? <laughs> For those of you who don't know Jesus. That too. If you don't know who Jesus is either, um, we could do an altar call at the end of this. <laughs> I can't even get through it. I was going to say, we could do an altar call, call at the end of the podcast, but there's nobody here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about like how it was a it was a funeral and they did an altar call at the end of the end of the funeral. Um and it was just kind of like I mean Quick question. If you've been, um or not yeah. question, I guess for for everyone who doesn't know, what is an altar call? <laughs> 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 just for everyone who doesn't know. Thank both, you. Know both of us are very in the know. <laughs> okay, Marcel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you are, you know, those of you who are from the South probably know what an altar call is. If you're not from the South, then and even then, like what it means to be from the South is is constantly changing now because of so many who lives here. But an altar call is when in a Christian church at the end of the sermon, so you have the different segments of the church service and it's different depending on you know your denomination but most black churches that i go to that i've been to because this is primarily the only church service i'm familiar with other than like a catholic service but that's a whole nother story um after the preacher does his sermon they 
the choir comes back on stage and they sing and they kind of do, it's this very kind of like call to accept Christ into your life. If you are not, if you're someone who's like maybe visiting a church for the first time, you're not Christian, you're unsaved, um, then that's when you would go to the altar for altar call, altar call. You would go to the altar and like, basically accept Jesus as your Lord and savior and the whole church claps and everyone's excited for you. And then some churches, like once you've been accepted, this is the other thing. Like I remember they would like usher people away. Like they go all down to the front, right? There'd be several people and then they take them out a side door and you wouldn't see him see him again until like, maybe like if, like if that was your ride, then, you know, you're going to be waiting for like maybe 30, 45 minutes for them to come out. Cause they take them in the back room and they're, they're getting them set up to take like Christian life classes or something before baptism but that's pretty much what it is it's just meaning like you're joint you're getting ready to join a church um it's i mean people do it at funerals i've seen it done at funerals but it's usually like we're all sitting there like we're in church like like no like usually we're all like we're all saved there's no visitors here although like maybe there are you know depending but that's you know christian quarter christian quarter (laughs) Chris, I don't even remember how we got to altar call. <laughs> oh, because I said we could do it at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Well, how did, why did I say that? <laughs> why, why would I even say that? I don't even remember. Some things don't change, you guys. I'm still losing my train of thought, you know, as I did throughout the season. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's what it is. For people who didn't know but marcel's have you heard about the great conjunction i have seen many a meme and i was made aware of the of the sort of celestial event as as it were like you said there's there's a something is happening whether or not it is inherently linked to something that will result in superpowers for for all black people at once is i think disputable but um it's a nice thought it would be a nice uh, yeah um i would it wouldn't what would your superpower be uh if you got oh i feel like i want super strength Mm. But like also like telekinesis or something Ooh. of that nature like super strength and telekinesis i think would be my superpowers um yeah although like there's so many different things you could you could have um what would, what would yours be um mine would be being able to fall asleep immediately or something like teleportation because both of those are like strong contenders i could use both of those <laughs> falling asleep and teleportation yeah those are about a good, way a good night's rest <laughs> good, if i could ooh, if i could just instantly give myself a good night's rest without having to sleep i mean that would probably mess me up mentally because i feel like you have to i think your brain needs it but if, if there was a way for me to just like oop, biologically dump all the chemicals I need to, because that's what your that's what sleep really is: is your body gets rest, it dumps all the toxins. If I could do that without having to close my eyes, 
it'd probably be terrible for me. So I'd probably pick teleportation. <laughs> I was going to say, you wouldn't be able to dream anymore. I know. I just realized that would probably make me miserable. <laughs> it's like the dreaming's important part of sleeping. Like, it's the time when your self-conscious is trying to talk to you and tell you things. Um, and I always thought it was so cool. Did you ever read, did you ever like look at any of Carl Jung's like collective on collective unconscious stuff? Not yet. Or archetype stuff? I started looking it up um, the last time we had, we had met uh, to talk about um, my work and I need to revisit it. Cause part of me wanted to, cause I started looking things up and I was like, I would like a book. I would like a physical book. To, to highlight and, and hold so i'm probably gonna grab something uh soon um i think i have I'm, i have many books here and forget and here forgive forgive this mess and then there's some off camera over here the great library uh, of robertson it's like the library of alexandria but it no maybe not i shouldn't say that because that one burned down um i think the romans burnt it who they knows did. i think they did they I did. saw them. <laughs> They're here. They're present. Horrible. Alive no, and well. But I um <laughs> I um I, I <laughs> can't even keep a straight face. This is gonna be so interesting to record like this now because like like I said, we couldn't see each other and so now we have each other's facial expressions to go off of as we're recording. And Marcel's be making faces, and I'm just like, I'm trying not to look at you. <laughs> Sorry. Because then the podcast will just be us laughing for like 15 minutes, which I mean, sometimes it is, though. <laughs> it is, though. What I'm a circle, which I'm a circle back to that, but um, or actually, no, let's just go with we'll just flow with it because I was gonna go back to the whole Carl Young thing and dreams, but. We'll find our way back there. Um, do you have a fa favorite episode from the season? Mm, I do, I believe. I think... Uh, I think I have maybe like a, a top three. Okay, top know, three. I don't That's know if good. I can pick one. That's good. What are your top three? Um, I like episode two which i believe is the um black people are real life superheroes mm -hmm. like that That's one a, a lot um mainly because i remember doing a lot of research and i had because you couldn't see me before and i had like eight tabs open as we were talking really? so i was like i'm prepared this is gonna be educational um so that was really fun um, cause I don't, oh, I think that was the most tabs I had open for something. Cause I normally try and look things up and keep a tab open. So I don't forget a point or, uh, if we end up having like time to talk about something, um, having something to, to pull from, um, I think the, the first time we had Sebastian on, where we talked about, mm. um, I can't remember the episode number, but I, I believe the title was, uh, it's four. a metaphor, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was fun. Um, Sebastian, Sebastian knows his stuff. 
He does. I'm like, how do you? And like, he he's like, he's like a walking encyclopedia of like photography knowledge, comic book knowledge, movie knowledge. Like he consumed like all media. Mm -hmm. Like he just, he, he would make a really interesting professor for like a visual cultures class or visual studies I class. Agree. I think he would do like a, I would be, I would want to take his, I've never had him as a professor. Like I would want to take his class. Um, he was just, he was on my committee. He's on your committee too now. He he, and he was on my graduate committee for my MFA. So it's just like, I want him to impart knowledge on me because he know things. Let's start a university and hire him. Is it hard to start a university? No, like, you really just need that? infrastructure. Donald Trump has a university. And it's it's failing, granted. But that's not surprising. <laughs> LeBron James has a university. Uh, not a university. Uh, a school. A school. Um, it's really just money. But that's what uh, that makes me think of um, my my third my third of the top three the episode we had um uh is black panther a black panther mm, um, with irene with irene <laughs> i enjoyed that episode a lot um but i mentioned it because uh uh that's what the uh the black panthers did there was a lot of uh, community centered like classrooms groceries um I don't know if we said it during that episode, but I just remember there was, what was the specific, Sickle Cell. I think Sickle Cell mm-hmm. was something that the uh, they, they created the first like testing service um, where they would be like, okay, we need to tell if people have this, no one's getting tested. So they would go door to door they started doing like the the clinic setups and testing if you had it giving follow-ups on how to like live with it um and when the black Panthers got shut down the u.s uh government took over this the research but there was no, they didn't go further with it you know and even like the free lunch i'm thinking about like the free lunch program yeah. and like how that that is like a staple in american public schools like to now to this like to this day and that came from the black panthers and how it's interesting how the government like they clearly liked a lot of their ideas right like the whole like doing research for sequel cell anemia mm. and like testing people the free lunch program other kind of community service work that the black panthers were doing but they didn't want them doing it yeah they didn't at all they didn't want black people being advanced in any kind of way shape or form but if they could like convolute it find some way to like have the government do it then it's okay and that's i don't like it i don't like it they're still doing it today they are still doing it today controversial topic uh the first person in the u.s to get the COVID 19 vaccination (laughs) was a black nurse mm-hmm. a black woman a black woman in new york one of the most diverse places i think it's very they're, specific they're it's very, very specific yes 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 got got dr dr uh, fauci out there saying look listen 
She took it. They even had for Houston. The first nurse in Houston was a black man who took it. It's very. They're ta- they're they're really wanting to make sure because. So when the government know. when the the government knows its history, it just plays like it doesn't. Yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, but all of that to that point, like I do feel like black people have a legitimate you know, they I think it's important to raise questions about the the vaccine, not necessarily about like the safety or things like that. It's okay. I think it's fine to be concerned because of how fast it was made, but particularly for the black community because of the history of medicine. And we, we talked about this, I think on, on the second episode um, about like how, you know, they did those syphilis studies, studies in Tuskegee, Alabama, where they were just injecting people with syphilis. Um, there's also, of course, those forced sterilizations of Puerto Rican women um, and the forced sterilizations weren't just like in Puerto Rico. There was different groups that the U.S. government sterilized too. Um, I even saw someone post, and I someone will have to fact check this, um, but I had a friend who posted that they used to do like they would send like tainted like tampons to Africa as a way of ser- look. It's it's a I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past it. I don't want to spread misinformation, but I think that black people have a legitimate, like our concerns are legitimate. Now all this stuff about like them putting chips and stuff in you and like they know the other, like, put wild, chips in you. <laughs> the other wild like conspiracy. We already have cell phones. Exactly. Like they that that remember that week um where I'm like that's my phone. Remember that week where everyone's cell service was messing up early yeah. on in the pandemic and they were all just like putting contact tracing stuff on our phones like they already have a way like if they want they know where you are they know where you are and to be honest like, most of the time they don't want to know that you've been a footlocker for a half an hour and now you at best buy there's no no one no one wants to know that i've been standing in the heb looking at rice for 20 minutes i i would i would venture to believe that it is more concerning um, the way, like what comes next in terms of, because mm-hmm. they, I mean, it's, you know, this is the first time in this era that we've dealt with something where it would be very That's easy it. to make a bunch of money. Yeah. And I mean, we saw people do that in the beginning of the pandemic where the people who were buying up all the hand sanitizer right so that they could sell it right there's there's no sense of like i don't know and i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before like there's no like america is a very individualistic society Mm -hmm. there's no sense of community for greater good of the community and i think i did talk about this like how you know because of rugged individualism you can't really get people to comply with with a global health crisis in the u.s because of their own their needs like my individual needs someone's individual needs right so it makes it extremely difficult for that um but the whole regards of them trying to make money really fast on on a vaccine i mean it's it's shipping like it's shipping like 
I don't know how you USPS or whoever they're using is getting all these vaccines to everybody because especially during like Christmas shipping and like everyone's buying everything. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how everything's work. I mean, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. I just I'm curious because I'm getting a flu shot. Mm-hmm. Well, most places is free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would <laughs> my because <laughs> my thing is I would hope. That just getting it be like free. It's free. Um, but I'm curious if it's free okay. then, and there's all this money that's been poured in. I just feel like there's someone in a boardroom going, wait, wait, wait. But what if? What if we just like just charge they- something? For some like I'm wondering if that's gonna happen because the flu vaccine, it's free because I mean there's. There's nothing really to to. We're not spending so much money as we have now. It's not mm-hmm. a, a. It's not a. Um, as large of a threat as as COVID is right now. Uh, people die from the flu every year, um, but it's a it's a smaller percentage than it would have been like decades and decades and decades ago. Yeah, because they were comparing the the deaths to COVID nineteen to like the deaths at Pearl Harbor. It was surpass surpassing the number of people. Three thousand deaths uh, in a day was the record currently. A day like, ac- ac- across the U.S. that like, we finally hit that for the most, and it's probably gonna keep happening. Not to sorry if this was your escape to come. <laughs> this is not a great episode to this escape not, from. This is not a COVID-19 news podcast. Oh, um, sorry, it's but, just happening. But the whole thing about them charging, I could see them being like, so you have to have two shots. Those of you who are maybe not paying attention to the news or reading mm-hmm. anything, it's two shots. I think the second shot is like 20 days after the first one. Mm-hmm. I could see like somebody be like, okay, we go charge you for the second shot. Like even if it was $2, every... Everyone, right. n- I'm gonna say needs it, because you know if you don't believe vaccines, you you don't get it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like it's, but everyone needs it, and so that's the entire population of the U.S. Two dollars, billions of people. I mean, it's not enough for maybe one company to be like, you know, we're rich, but someone could profit. Um, Somebody will profit. They're gonna. There's. There's somebody's. There's nothing is free. Like somebody's paying something somewhere. Nothing is free. Um, nothing is free. At least not in this country. I paid there's ten nothing. cents for air in my apartment. Not the AC to breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep the oxygen outside. I can't keep my doors open. I have stuff in here. That's true. Glad to get you. <laughs> I I found a book um, for that I used for one of my. Pa- there was mm, did I talk to you about the paper that I wrote for one of my classes, like finishing up? Was it for the African American Studies class? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, you did, but remind me. I so I I've been the only reason I'm even thinking about it still is because. Uh, I am going to end up using, I think, some of it in my own work. Because um, I was like, this is fun. I do, too. I do, too. It's so educational. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I had my paper on ontology, which was mm. the study of being, of existing. Mm. And I did it on um, ontology as it relates to black survival. Because mm. there, there, the, there was two, two books that I found, um, almost like a public, I, I, think, I believe, it, yeah, it's a book. It was a study at first um, called Ontological Terror. And this idea um, that being black is not the same as being and mm. blackness is the equivalent because ontology like is existing is to be something and so the sort of like the idea of like to be or not to be um mm -hmm. being black you are since you don't fit within the idea of what something is so you're not being but you're being black you are equivocally nothing in the realm of of existing because you do defy things you have uh, to be something you don't inherently have like a purpose necessarily um, but the 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 idea of ontological of uh, ontological terror uh, in that you are tied to not only like suffering but your existence forward is constantly linked to the past so you are never not under attack you don't just exist you exist while defending yourself that's wild. And it was like, I was like, this is a lot to process. <laughs> um, so I I used that. But then there was a, the, re the reason I bring it up is because there was a book on specifically like the, the episode two stuff we talked about mm -hmm. like within health. Um, and I found it to be a, a really interesting read because it was kind of more like a history lesson versus the first one being like a philosophical <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> um and the book was, um, let me pull up the, the correct title, Medical Bondage, Race, Gender, and the Origins of American Gynecology. Oh. Uh, it was written by, I want to make sure I give, give, uh, give appropriate, uh, Deidre Cooper Owens. Deidre uh, Cooper Owens. Okay. Would recommend, because um, it was just it was interesting and it has a lot of uh background information on just like medical practice in general but it is very thorough on it's not just medical procedure itself but it talks a lot about the idea of uh text and buried voices mm -hmm. and um the idea of gynecology on its own is already the the text doesn't reflect women's voices and so mm -hmm. it definitely doesn't reflect the black nurses who were present for a lot of it and a lot of the the practices of uh, the first mm -hmm. um, the father of gynecology. That makes me think of two things, um, or actually maybe it's three things. We'll see if what I remember. First thing, I think, have you ever heard of "In the Wake" on being in blackness by Christina Sharp? I think from you. I do not okay. I do not know the okay. content of the of the of the book. That I think that's another good book that'll be good for you to read, I think, for your thesis. If you're gonna take this ontol an ontolo on I can say ontology, but I can't say ontological. That's or maybe right. I just did. Ooh. Oh look at that. <laughs> I did. 
Um, if you're gonna take this ontological, now nah, I can't say it. I got too high. I got too... <laughs> if you're gonna take the ontology approach, I think that Christina Sharp Sharp's book is a good one to read. Um, I have some friends who've read it. I've been. I, I want to buy it so I can read it. I had checked it out from the library. And I had, you know, sometimes you check you check out a bunch of books from the library and they just kind of sit there and they look at you, mm-hmm. you know, and they're Baby like, staring. why are you reading me? Yeah, and it's like, why are you, why are you, why are you reading me? Uh, it's like, I'm sorry, book. I, I, I was doing other stuff. Um, but I think that's a good book. And when you talk about, okay, I remember all of the three things. Okay, so the second thing, this whole thing about buried voices, um you would have really liked this class that was only offered in this fall of 2018 at university of houston and it was um taught by the visiting professor tia simone gardner dr tia simone gardner give her her doctor um which hi tia she listens to the podcast hi, tia. Um, um and she was teaching on the archive and one of the topics that we talked about was hunt huntology like the site like these archives being hunted by the people who were who were present but are not but their ghosts are just kind of like you know there's just traces of them there like like who is this patient like for instance if you know say there was a case study on this on this black woman or there's a nurse who was assisting whatever white doctor or whoever. Mm-hmm. I'm just making this up, right? Like we know that this person was there, but who, like, who are they? They kind of become this kind of ghost in the archive kind of situation. So even looking at books, I think that deal like, or searching for articles like on huntology, I think would also be good as well. Um, also, you guys, I'm on Marcellus's committee. This is why we're having an academic moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why it we're having relates. an academic It, it all relates. relates. But also to anyone else, if you're, you know, looking for those things as well. And the third thing, when you're talking about, like, the Black nurses who existed back then, it made me think about this. I don't know if it was a made-for-TV movie with Vanessa Williams, but it was set in New Orleans, and she was, like a Creole woman and it was set like during the time when France, like during the Louisiana purchase. So like we, you know, France was like, I'll sell you Louisiana for so many monies. I'll sell you and Louisiana then- for four for four. <laughs> Basically. And so U S was starting to come in and wanting people to speak English and not French and like just wanting to change the structure of that society. And like, those of you who are not, I mean, first of all, if y'all listen to this podcast and y'all don't know what colonialism is. I just really need y'all to do better. But look, those of you who are not familiar with the French colonial structure, um, as opposed to the American one where we talk about black people. Wait, what's that? <laughs> I brought my phone up to check because I got a message really quick. I realized the camera was right there. We have to really adjust to being like, Seen. I was trying to not, not. I was trying to not be uh, distracting. <laughs> By being distracting, <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> but <laughs> I was. I. <laughs> um. Oh wait, was she a nurse? I'm. I might be getting this story wrong. 
But I think there was, um, I'm thinking about the made for TV movie. I don't remember what it, what it's called. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm in front of the computer. Let me just do it. Um, the courage to love the courage is what it's called. Um, and it's, it's about the story of Henriette, Henriette Dilly, Dilly. Um, I might have to, um, fact, you know, check my French with how, uh, um, Henriette Dilly, um, who was a Creole woman. And so in, in French colonial society, there was like all this whole group of like free women of color. So there was like, you had white people, French born white people, or the French, like from France, you had this other tier of French people who were maybe born in Louisiana, born in Haiti, born in a French colony. Mm-hmm. And then you had free people of color and then you had slaves at the bottom. And the she was a free woman of color. And so what was expected, like the whole plassage thing. Have you heard of plassage? I've heard the term, but I do not know what it refers to. It was so, and like some people argue whether or not it actually existed or not, but it was basically you had these French, French, French and Spanish white men who took these women of color as a mistress or as a common law wife, right? So they were like kept women. Mm-hmm. But so you had some of them who were doing, going about that route. And then there were some who were like owning their own businesses or seamstresses and cooks or bakers, whatever have you. Um, Henriette's family wanted her to marry a white or like a rich white man, but she wanted to become a nun. And I think also she was a nurse. And so that's why when you mentioned the the whole like black nurses thing, I think that's, yeah, because a lot of times nuns at the time did kind of act as nurses and like mm. heal, you know, healing people, feeding them. Um, that's what made me think about it. But her mom wanted her to marry a wealthy white man because she does or not marry, but like take up with a white man because that's what she did um and she fell in love but she chose to be a nun instead um she loved which, jesus she loved jesus more and she wanted her freedom more um and not to be you know because i think her person like her, her her person her the guy that she was in love with was gonna marry some other white woman but like keep her on the side like he had to marry someone else for his family Something along that lines. You guys can look up the story, watch the courage to love. Um, I could have read. I could have read like a synopsis of the movie, huh? Like I could have did that, but <laughs> that would just make too much sense, you know. We off the right? cuff. Yeah. We're off the dome. <laughs> um, but it says Henriette Deville, a free woman of color, was born in 1813 into one of New Orleans' most prominent families. Her family assumed she would follow her mother and sister's path and become a mistress for a wealthy white man. However, Henriette had different plans for her life. And those different plans were for her to become a nun. And so she, but, and this is the thing too, with that, um, Mm. at the time the Catholic church wasn't allowing women of color or black women to be nuns. So she started the first order of like women of color, like nuns in New Orleans. Um, Damn. Yeah, whether or not, you know, there was any kind of like colorism or whatever involved. In I don't know all that, um, but it's still a really interesting story. Um, to, and so when you were talking about when you were like the, these black nurses who were probably there, um, but don't get mentioned. 
There are twelve. There were there were twelve of them. Really. And the 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 text um, by uh, by uh, Deidre. It mm-hmm. it uh it claimed that when you think about how many um can you hear that? I can hear. Is that Kendrick? It is Kendrick. He's laughing. Very. He's having a good time. Um, he's playing D and I'm pretty sure. Oh. oh. Um, the the <laughs> they there are twelve nurses. The twelve nurses because at the time gyne- it was like the birth of gynecology as a as a as a practice. Because they were there at this sort of like centerpiece, this this eye of the storm for for all this some sometimes ambiguously ethically ethically ambiguous um, practice, um, they would have seen more procedures than any other doctor. So they effectively were the the cornerstones of of this one doctor's practice. Um, because he just made them watch and do everything. That's you know what? Like he he was a doctor, but he they couldn't just say no. They were both slaves and his nurses. See you. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I don't like it. Like he had he had his slaves build a a slave hospital, and then he would use he would practice there. And like like if 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 a if a uh, if a woman was giving birth on on the property, um, who was like a slave or something else, or if he just needed a space for someone, he would operate there, make the nurses work, and then be like, "All right, now go do your chores, do it," <laughs> and, like immediately after like whatever was going on. And so there was there was no, but they they had to know how to do everything, so That's they. Cause you know what, those women, I'm sure, passed on whatever knowledge they picked up to. They took care of each other. Yeah. Pass that knowledge down. Um, there's a book called "Listen to Me Good," uh, the story of an Alabama midwife, and it's by Linda Garrett Holmes and Margaret Charles Smith. Um, I have not read this book yet, but it's like on my book list of books to read. It was published in 1996, um, and so Margaret Charles Smith is the is the midwife. Who this book is about. Um, and so she talks about being a midwife or as they would call it, catching babies, right? And like how they were ter- trying to have these laws that prevent- prohibited midwifery. Like they wanted women to go to the hospital. And, at, you know, in the 1800s, like when the hospitals were first like becoming a thing, mm-hmm. people didn't want to go there because it seemed like if you went there, you were going to die. And that had a lot to do with, like, you know, in the beginning, doctors not knowing to wash their hands between patients. Oh yeah, all that basic hygiene. The discovery stuff of germs as a as a concept. Like who knew? <laughs> who knew? Who knew? There's tiny little organisms living on the hands. Who knew? There's so many. Like one of my favorite um, treatments for something is bloodletting. That is. Have you ever? You do you know what I'm talking about when I say with the, with the leeches? No, yeah, the leeches are just whatever. Just like you need to lose a little bit of blood, just that'll fix it. You just have some bad blood, and get it out. Do you know what? Um, do you know what hysteria is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of like ah, just hysteria. You're, Can you imagine being epileptic and then being like ah? 
hysteria. But you know, like with hysteria, they would say it was like for particularly for uh, diagnosed for women. Mm. They're like your uterus is just wandering around your body; it's just lost. Like they, that's what they were saying was happening. They were like your uterus is just wandering around, and they could say and it for that's whatever. Why you're crazy. You wouldn't even have to be like medically anything going on with you. You could just be like have a, a robust thing. personality <laughs> or or you just like you wouldn't comply with what your family wanted for you and they probably were like you must be crazy mm-hmm. like how how you, you're not complying with the standard then Something we'll wrong. throw you in this psych ward and there's nothing wrong with you and like by the time you get there and you're there so long and no matter how just considering the conditions back then like how people treated mm. mental health mental p- patients with mental illness um even if, if you didn't have one you were going to develop one probably after a couple of months of being there mm-hmm. so you know it's it's why <laughs> it's why <laughs> wild to think how far we've come <laughs> in regards to medicine and and you know and it's in just even i think but still how far we have to go like because like you mentioned before like the u.s not wanting to acknowledge its history of um you know sterilizing people in purposely injecting people with syphilis um or even going back to like henrietta Lacks, like they didn't cause her illness but they profited off of her illness and like you know like made this woman's genes like immortal in a way Right. Like there should there should be some acknowledgement of that. And I mean, who who would do the acknowledging? I don't know. Would that come from Dr. Fauci? Would it come from the president? Um, it ain't coming from the president that's does right now. It might come from 46. It ain't coming from 45. Which no. it may not even come from 46. I don't know. I don't think it would, because 46 yeah. I gotta be honest, there's a lot of there's a lot of gaslighting going on with the <laughs> 46 and Loki, I would say I like Dr. Fauci. I don't know Dr. Fauci, but I like the way he handles his business so far. But I will say recently he did say when the uh when the nurse got um the vaccine, uh he used in speaking to black people, he said, My brothers and sisters. And I was thinking, Dr. Fauci, I don't think this is as heartwarming as you think it is. Just tell people to take the vaccine. <laughs> so I don't think anyone, he was he was even trying. if he wanted to, I don't think there's anyone in the current administration who would be both willing and able to talk about the history. Yeah, they need a. The U.S. needs like a historical department. Do they have? Oh, would that be the Smithsonian <laughs> historical department? No, there has to be some sort of representative because I know, like the the U.S. has the government has a uh, an official poet. Yeah, they need an official historian. So, like they the they must have something, but like you know, there's I don't know to what degree that that role exists. If you're listening to this podcast, will you please tweet at us if you know if the U.S. government has a U.S. like government historian? If you are that historian. Yeah, if you are <laughs> and you're finding this podcast in the year 2027, 2022, <laughs> um, I'm 2022, um, you know, at us, we'll still be around. 
This will be kicking. Okay. I'll have robot arms. Cyborg. Ooh, that makes me think about, um, I bought this book. I haven't finished it, um, but it's by Legacy Russell and it's called Glitch, Glitch Feminism. Mm -hmm. um, and she's talking a lot about using like the digital, like the way we think about the digital space and a glitch, a glitch being an error mm -hmm. um, and how we can apply that to our lives and us becoming our avatars and it's really interesting, really interesting thoughts. Um, I'm still reading it. I still got to get through it. Um, I talked about it with my class a little bit and tried to get them to start thinking about it, about some of the ideas that she was she was going through. Um, but yeah, that might be, you know, uh -huh, if you're looking for books from this podcast to listen to or not listen. Well, I don't know if she has an uh, audio book of it, but it's a small book. It's kind of, it's short. I mean, I haven't finished it because y'all know, like, life is hard. So, life, um, life be happening. It has. Um, I was gonna say my top three episodes. Yes. <laughs> I know we went all the way around, and like, now I have to like go back and look at the track list listings because I'm just like, what did we title? Fourteen. The title. The there's 14 episodes um, and you guys like I think you know my favorite episode or top three I like the origin episode like because it's the beginning um, I really really liked um, our Black Panther episode with Irene um, I, just because, like, I really, <laughs> Irene is so funny. <laughs> Irene and Sebastian Bo. I would say episode three and six are tied for second because I really enjoyed our conversation with both Irene and Sebastian. Um, and I think, gosh, it's hard. It's like trying to choose a favorite child. Um, Maybe our last episode where we talked about um, Ganja and Hess. Ooh, that uh, was fun. I mean, I love all of them. Honestly, I don't have. I don't even. I don't have a least favorite episode. Like that does not ex exist. Um, and even like I like liked our episode with Kendrick too. The who was the title was like Mozart's Black Cast. <laughs> email from my university my employer that was like happy birthday ludwig Be beethoven and i'm like he did he can't read this you know <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even finish reading it it was just it was like, what are y'all doing i guess it's just like you know like the google doodle will tell you today is such and such birthday yeah but like i wasn't expecting that from a university email it was kind of funny um but <laughs> I really, I really hope they keep me on for a while. I, I do like this university um, a lot. Um, not, not naming it because they don't pay me to talk on here. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't, you know. They don't. But still, they could. They could if they we wanted can. to. And no, well, no, because then they might want to try to control what we say. We're our free. We're our own people. Yeah. We do what we want. Um, but yeah. Free spirit, dude. Like, it's who we are. You live in a society. I live in the moment. <laughs> I live on the edge. 
corner oh. of Cool Kid Street and Black Ass Avenue. Um, <laughs> this <is> area code. <laughs> okay, stop. Like <laughs> you're about to make up an area code. Wow, we reclined so far back in the chair. You were horizontal. I just needed a break really quick. <laughs> but you said that was your favorite uh um that was your that was tied for your favorite third, the two those two. Yeah. Parts. Yeah, because um or they're tied for my second because I guess all of our guests ones. But I also really like the the Drexia and Wakanda episode because um I feel like not a lot of people people know like people like who are like some people know about Drexia some people don't um I am like I'm not a huge like techno head but I really appreciate it as an art form that, that is created by black people um that is should be reclaimed by black people and it probably still it probably is i don't i'm not gonna sit here and act like i know what's going on in the techno sector i think it depends um, right because i mean a lot that happens with a lot of art where uh the the origins are black mm -hmm. and brown and then the audience expands and gets swallowed up in demographic by uh, white popularity yeah. and i think with techno the thing is like Europeans yeah come to it first like the producers from like Germany and whomever they was like flying these guys out from Detroit to come play sets out there my mom and... was excited when she heard us talking about Drexia she was like oh yeah oh tell your mom well I can say hi because she'll hear this but like hi Miss Inari <laughs> I got her I got her Christmas card and oh. uh, the Starbucks gift cards um, I'm like, ooh, gonna have a, I don't know what I like in Starbucks. I always change. I like that pink drink, um, the Instagram drink, <laughs> but I also like the, the espresso with the whipped cream. It's good. Like it's a Pana, pot, some espresso con Pana, something like that, whatever. But thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, the you were talking about your mom like being really excited about techno or about yeah, us talking about Drexia. Um, Drexia. She was like, okay. Of course, they Jamie knows to, about Drexia. She's like, they trying to know something, okay? They trying to, <laughs> okay, do a little something, a little do a little dance uh -uh. or something. But uh, do you, from, from the season, I mean, because we wrapped so early, um, which... Yeah. Or it was early for us, but not maybe not necessarily early for listeners because we ended on Halloween. We ended before the election, um, and I know like people. There's like that. That was an interesting experience of like having to wait wait for the results. Like I kind of knew we weren't gonna have the answers that that night, mm -hmm. Tuesday night, because it was just like that would be too much stuff going on. It would be that's this is not the year for direct communication and like mm -hmm. understanding like that's just not what's going to happen um and so you know it's always a mixed bag but um i'm i i was gonna say i'm excited but i'm like that's a lie 
Um, <laughs> although I'm excited because the alternative would have been hoo-hoo. Mm-hmm. The alternative would have been something like out of a Mad Max movie. You know what, though? I don't know why I was thinking about Mad Max earlier. Like, Mad Max is a mood, though. Not, I mean, I wouldn't want to live it, but... <laughs> I'd visit. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I'd visit, but I wouldn't want to live it. Um, did you know? And I, I did this. I figured I learned this as I was doing research for one of my lectures for mm. the performance and video art class that I teach. Um, so you know, Tupac's video, um, California Love, right? Yes. Have you seen it? Familiar with it? Know it? It's you know, it's based off Mad Max Beyond the, Thun- the Thunderdome, right? Thunderdome. Did you know that was Jada Pinkett Smith's idea? That she really? told him that she was like, you should do Mad Max as your music video, <laughs> as the concept for your music video. And I'm like, that. That's right. It, the history of music videos, I think it's really interesting, like how they came about. I mean, there there are always existed and like recordings of the performances, but mm. the idea of like it now becoming this commercial for the album. Um, I think is an interesting concept. Like we watch, I have my students watch um, like the first 15 minutes of, um, there used to be a show on MTV called Making the Video. And mm. they would take you behind the scenes of big artists, like them were making their video for their, their new single. And it was like always exclusive. It would come on like Thursday nights or something like that. It'd be the world premiere of the music video. So it's like, you can only see it here like be the first to see it then right so we watched the like britney spears slave for you making oh. the video <laughs> <laughs> and as we talked about like how you know their concept was real loose it was just like we wanted asian bathhouse and like yeah. sex beds and like that it was just like how people have all these different concepts of place and time and people just shuffled around in their head and then they just throw it out on like a like into a particular medium but it was like asian bathhouse what is that and then they had her doing oh because i think i can't remember if the neptunes produced that particular album um that slave for you is on but they produced that song you it's undeniable that pharrell is all over that beat um but i remember talking to my students i was like you know this was a time period I forgot about it. This is when she came out on the MTV Awards with that yellow, the albino python and like the belly dance kind of outfit. Like she was starting to shift into this other kind of image. And people were like, really? That seems so tame now to come out on stage with a snake. No longer Disney. (laughs) I just feel like, you know, that is a particular moment in pop culture. Um, But that music video and like seeing that. Um, there was some like lizards or salamanders or horny toads they had on the mirror or Gila, whatever, Gila monster or something. Um, and she didn't know that they were going to be there. Um, and so she was kind of like freaked out that she had to be like record and that there was these lizards and things on the mirror, on the mirror that scene that she was in. And I was just like, we talked about, I was like, you know, communication, like, did they not communicate to her that they were going to do this? Like who's in control? Right. Which kind of leads to this whole, you know, free Britney movement present day, if you really think about it. Um, which those of you who are not familiar, there's um, 
a hashtag. Yeah. Trending saying free Britney because she's not. Um, she's not just money or just legal actions. Most of her day to day choices. Yeah, she's not her. Her dad is the conservative. I think it's called conservatorship. He's the so. conservator over all of her anything. Um, and so a lot of people are upset about it. They feel like she's in her Instagram videos that she's like doing these calls for help or these weird kind of calls for help. Um, yeah, like wear yellow if you need help. Where is right. yellow? Is that like there's. Hmm. She just Blink tried to one. appeal. She just tried to appeal, I, saw, I think. I saw that. And I, I I hope she gets that. I don't think she did. I think she got denied. I know, because they, they ruled in her dad's favor. So I hope she can keep appealing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's... I mean, I think, you know... I mean, they, they're making it... They make it seem like she's um, disabled in some kind of way. And don't, you know... And I don't... I don't get it. They're like they're something... they're making money off of her. Really, is like the trying to take away. I think her agency, because yeah. normally that's reserved for someone who's far older, is right. like a danger to themselves, or maybe has like dementia. Um, right. There's very specific scenarios in which you would you would do that when you're unable to 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 uh, take care of yourself or or need need someone there, but. Scary. Okay, I know. Okay, Brittany. Man. Man. Um, I was. Uh, what was I gonna tell you about something? I think it was. Oh, I guess circling back to you were talking about dreams, and if you guys haven't noticed, this this podcast, of course, is more like a check in episode. Yeah, um, we're not talking bonus. about comic books today. Um, although, <laughs> although, um, I'm curious what you've been watching. Have you, what have you been watching? Have you been watching anything interesting that's related to comics? Perhaps. Oh, perhaps I have. Oh, what you've been watching? Um, it's mainly. <laughs> Sorry. My apartment complex is like, uh, my apartment complex is like a, 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 what would be the word? Um, a coliseum. <laughs> where it seems everyone is a contender in the fight for whatever. It, it, my, my apartment complex is the Thunderdome mm. at times. There's certain times where it just sounds like people are like, you know what? Today's the day. And I'm just gonna, I'm a tussle. I'm gonna tussle. Um, it sounded like two people started fighting. Um, what I've been watching uh, is a lot of uh, sort of conspiracy videos over <laughs> not <laughs> real conspiracy theories for comic books. For like, uh, like, oh, okay. like, the new, like okay. what's the new Spider Man movie gonna be about? What's because the, there's no, there's no Marvel movies slated for the year. Um, what? The Loki series. I, Loki is getting his own series. There are a lot of television on... series. Yeah. The, uh, did you see the trailer? I did. I doubted Cute. that it was going to be. I don't really care for Loki. Because <laughs> normally, because Tom Hiddleston is a great actor. But I, Thor is my least favorite uh, of the Avengers in terms of 
up until that last movie that uh, Taika what uh, uh, did. Okay. Um, I, he, that's which, a Thor that I like. I enjoy. That's it. fair, and that's fair because in the comic books, Thor is kind of a lughead, right? Like he is, but he's also kind of comedic in his lugheadedness, isn't he? He's in the comics? He can be. He's a little. If he's not, I wouldn't say he's not sweet or anything like that. But he, I would say the movie, like the last, um, what was even the name of that last Thor movie? Ragnarok. It's my favorite. Ragnarok. He's kind of, he's funny and in a sort of endearing kind of way. Mm-hmm. I would say Thor in the comics can be funny, but it really is like a meat-headed sort of, he's not dumb. He's just very... I would rather plow through this because I know I can. And he's he's a direct... He's as funny as Tony Stark might be, I would say. But Tony's just witty. In my opinion. I don't know. No, I I, I agree with you. I do feel like... um, And we originally had a concept for a show was to talk about Thor, Thor, um, which we'll save it for the spring, for the spring season. Because the... the... The, the, I'm sure there'll be more news about the the sequel, the Lo- Love and Thunder. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, I think the first two Thor movies, like the first one particularly, I liked it. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're having a reaction. <laughs> I was like, "Is your head go start spinning around like that girl in the Exorcism?" It might. I feel like he. Um, his character developed too fast in the first movie, right? Like he went from being the spoiled brat, apple of his father's eye, being crashed down to earth. He was then like in a state of like mopey or pouty because he didn't have like, I don't think he had his powers or he couldn't find his hammer, whatever. He couldn't pick it up. He couldn't pick it up because he was unworthy. And so he was upset about that for a real long time. Then, um, he starts to kind of learn what it means to be a hero throughout the way. And I'm like, this is a lot. I'm like, I don't know who, who Googles, who, who directed the first um, Thor movie, but I'm like, he's doing too much. And like, it's too much. Um, That was really early Marvel too. It was 2011. So it was Kenneth Branagh, Branagh, Branagh. Whomever. Papa. Um, sorry, Kenneth Branagh. Sorry, Kenneth. He ain't, he ain't listened to the show. But there was just a lot. There was a lot that had to happen in that hour and 45 minutes. And it was just too fast for me at times. The second one, I was just kind of like, why are we here? I hated um, the second one with a passion. Like, why at Dark World? Like, why y'all got Nally Portman out here being like evil and stuff? And that's when she was just like, you know what? I'm done with this franchise. <laughs> Bye. Um, can't do it. But she's coming back, though, isn't she? I think she is. And I I even have theories about... Like, there's in not having movies come out, mm-hmm. I don't really care either way. Because I will watch... I pretty much just watch all the Marvel movies because I, I, I like them. Um, I understand that they are not always good. <laughs> but I think they are fun regardless. Mm-hmm. Um but I love theorizing what will happen because I will never be disappointed. Um, (laughs) Because even if it's not what I wanted, 
I just, I don't know. I think it's fun to guess and see. Um, I think she's going to be a new Thor. That's what, cause they're, that's what they're saying. They want she, the next Thor to be a woman. And she is Thor in the comics. At least at one so, point. Jane, yeah. There you go. Well, we'll see what happens. Hmm. Maybe. So you've been watching conspiracy videos. What else? Um, I've been watching... Uh, I have Static Shock. I have the collection on DVD. Um, I'm watching that. Uh, I just set up my DVD uh, shelf because I had I have a shelf in my room that I was reserving for DVDs, but I ran mm-hmm. out of room, so I bought a big one and put it in the living room and uh, been uh, been doing that. Um, watching uh, watching my my uh, my uh, therapy session of watching sports anime uh sports anime yes oh mm. if we if we talk about uh anime in future episodes there's some very specific types of anime that i think because uh, I, I don't know the relationship i think between between black community and anime is a very interesting one yeah um we never talked about anime on the show did we no like we didn't have we, a- we'd planned we- to we never did. And I had, I had watched um, Michiko and Hatchin like a few months ago for the first time, and like Michiko Michiko Melandro is a is a mood. Okay, like love her. I think that's I think that's like my favorite anime of all time. Michiko and Hatchin. Hatchin. We should have an we should an we anime should. episode. We should talk about some anime. We should, and I think. Um, I think it would be interesting to parallel it with um, Black people's interest in karate or kung fu True, movies. Like Wu Tang. Yes, movie. because it's such a weird. It's like it's not weird, but it's such a. Excuse. Me. You good? My phone started talking. I'm like, girl, ain't nobody talking to you. She's saying something about 1984. This thing is scaring me because okay phone those of you can see it um, oh wonder woman 19 i was thinking about asking you if you're going to watch wonder woman 1984 and then the phone starts talking about it i don't like it you got I don't a brain like chip it. i don't have a brain chip i haven't i didn't take the vaccine you've been talking to elon musk he's coming to texas I don't know where. I'll like, fight I guess he's him. Being... Where? Tell me where. When you know, um, for legal reasons, this is a joke. For legal reasons, this is a joke. I will fight him. I think he's bringing Tesla to Texas because he wants to work his workers during the pandemic, and California is doing shutdowns. I. So... I have for a long time. <laughs> Um, I think it was because you just joined Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I did just join Twitter. Very long time where I would just tweet at him every time. Every time he tweeted, I would reply with pay my tuition or fight me. Every time it would be pay my tuition, <laughs> pay my bills, pay my rent. And sometimes, some days I would not be happy and I would just be doing it like reflexively. And I would say pay my bills or or shut the hell up and it would it would be so aggressive every time oh my for like God. for like a year 
Um, I don't do that anymore though, cause you've grown. Cause Grimes but told me to stop. Grimes told you to, what's the, what's their baby's name? Isn't it like an equation or like something? Like Ti eighty four or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is it wella t wella t18 that's i've been watching a lot of brad mondo bleach hair fails and they all use that damn wella t18 uh toner <laughs> um i'm sorry a little little baby whose name is an equation um that's what your parents named you but i'm not sorry because you know what you're gonna grow up and you're not gonna have to worry about stuff like anything Yo. Because of who your parents are. I'm going to drive around um, in an ugly box car. Talking about parabolas. Parabola's my best friend. That's her name. Parabola. Sorry. His it's there. It's 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 his name, Parabola. It could it's a unisex name. True, true. true so true. um but <laughs> you were talking about movies not coming out. Um they're all deep I think there's uh Wonder is it Brothers. Warner Brothers? Mm-hmm has decided to put all of their movies straight on to like HBO Max. And I think Disney is going using its platform. How, I mean, as someone who is a avid moviegoer who loves the cinema, who loves the theater, who loves going, who has a, um, was it AMC Regal card? Who was it? I, who it was that a Regal card. I had to cancel it. <gasps> because I, I can't, I just can't go to the theater. Like I, it's just not safe. Um, so I had to cancel it. I Ooh. truthfully, I think we are because, like, do you? Because I, I can't, I can't pinpoint the exact time period it started to happen. But do you remember how I guess in American culture malls were much stronger? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of vacant malls across the U.S. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. about to see that with movie theaters. Because think about drive-ins. Yeah, they made a resurgence, but I don't know if they're gonna like last, right? Because people just want to get out of the house. Someone was saying that people just want to get out of the house during quarantine. But even still, those were like, you know, the, there is a bit of gimmick, but I don't think m- movie theater chains are going to be able to survive. There might be one that gets left over, because small small ones like small town ones or little independent ones might last because they have other things they can do they do independent right. films too but bit like regal mc cinemark unless you unless it's like a brand like california movie theaters are gonna be fine you think so because they have so many luxury theaters where it's like here's your big comfy chair oh the bar is inside you can bring wine in. like there's all these you're not even paying for um just a pop like popcorn and drinks are they, there's always a joke that it's like you're paying for that and it's expensive but that's the that is what you're paying for a movie ticket's not that expensive a matinee is like seven bucks um although i movie tickets have gone up to like 13 14 dollars and i do think that's a travesty no i, I agree movies, no i agree i do remember when like you're talking about the matinee being seven i remember when the ticket like the ticket ticket like with like seven or something that was when i was in high school they're not gonna be there i've heard there's gonna be retaliation from the theaters um they're gonna sell the tickets for low because the ticket is the theater is the theater um not the theater it's the the ticket is 
the companies getting money and por- portions of that. The movie theater only makes money off of concessions, really. Oh. Yeah, so when you that's why when you buy popcorn, you're like, why is this 20 bucks? I don't understand why the ticket oh. is. So when you like so all that's what I'm saying, all the places that sell lug like the luxury theater experience, they're not gonna lose any of their profit really, as long okay. as they can stay open. Okay. But the question is, well, you know, they probably have a clientele that it would pay and might, you know, whether they ignore restrictions or they just go, like whatever the how sensible their audience is. I don't know. I it makes me sad. Mm, I know. But I know theaters won't just die out. So I... They'll have to evolve. Yeah. I mean, I think more people are starting to... Because streaming is such a big thing. A lot of people watch mm-hmm. movies at home. I think we're just entering another era of of necessary evolution because we to be honest i can't remember the last time that media changed while i was alive and like maybe the 90s into the 2000s like post 9 11 media changed Mm -hmm. a little bit but i can't i mean we went from mp3s to just straight streaming right blockbuster died there's a lot of yeah. things that changed. I wouldn't be surprised if another another big big giant fell. That's sad. I mean, but the thing is like nothing stays the same. Oh, oh my gosh, speaking of change and uh, I think you either you or Kendrick that retweeted this and it was the new Petco logo and I I didn't know I had sentimental attachments to the old one. <laughs> The old Petco logo, where it's, you know, it's Petco in red, and it's a little dog and a cat, and the dog's, like, head is tilted over and, and like, fills the space, the negative space of the cat's ears. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, it's so very, it's very 90s and very um, just wholesome, but now their new logo is just the word Petco, and it's in purple. Like, there's no, there's no cute little animals next to it. Um I don't remember which one of y'all retweeted it, but I remember I saw it and I did feel very, I was already kind of emotional, but I felt like even more, I was like, why am I having this reaction to this logo change? Like, why? There's a lot of design. There's a lot of graphic design changes that are happening for larger brands Mm -hmm. that I don't know. For sake of not going on a long tangent about it, they're dumb. They're dumb changes, and I don't like them. <laughs> they're very sterile. Um, yeah. I remember you talking about when we went to um, Howa's house once. Um, so our friend lives, uh, we're not going to tell you her address, but she lives like in an older co- apartment complex that's next door to like some townhouses that are like in Houston. And I think everywhere, you know, gentrification has this Lego box looking thing and they have that like the fence isn't like the, the slats of the fence aren't vertical they're horizontal and it has that century gothic type amazon, amazon basic looking ass uh... right and i remember you saying that's the typeface of gentrification 
That's and I felt what... that with the Petco logo. Like, am I still gonna be able to go in there and buy a goldfish? Like, if what are y'all gonna be selling in there now? If I go into a Petco and someone follows me around, I'm be so mad. Y'all got other things to worry about. Y'all got all these animals loose up in the store. You think I'm a they steal got a fish? Iguanas, iguanas, hamsters, durable ferrets, parakeets. I walked into so, Petco to look at the animals I cannot afford, feel good about it, and then leave. They have, um, I remember I fell in love with a cat at a Petco once. I really wanted it. Because it was so sweet. Its name was Danny Boy. Danny boy. <laughs> it was this cat in Florida. And I was like, I was in there with um, my friend Rupa, which hi Rupa, if you, if she was Shout out to, to Rupa the podcast. one time. Um, and Rupa was like, Jamie, what are you gonna do with the cat? She's like, you have to feed it. You can't just like, just play with it. Like there's more responsibility. She was like putting, she was like bringing me back. And I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm walking away, I'm walking away. And the cat's just like, just like in like, what is it? Puss in Boots where he's just like, like doing that face, like I'm just a little kitty, please, kind of face, please. And I'm like, <laughs> I have nowhere to keep you. Um, but yeah, a lot of there's a lot of rebranding. I think with the movie theaters, they're gonna have to evolve. Like evolution is the name of the game. I think now we are in life as we know it is about to change, and yeah. you either are going to be flexible and adapt with it or you are going to be dragged through the future kicking screaming like that's really just what it is i think um someone also so like i know we were talking about the great conjunction but someone also says that this next year is like the age of aquarius we're moving into a different like time period um the dawning of the age of the aquarius which is supposed to be more fluid um aquarius being like an air sign which is so confusing because the the symbol for Aquarius is a water bearer, it but is. the sign itself is is the air sign, um, and so things are supposed to be more fluid. Um, the digital takes more manifest. So I think all of our Y two K fantasies are about to not not the negative parts of it, but like the aesthetics no. of Y two K. Well, well, maybe. <laughs> I believe that so, though. I, I think, that. you know, it's it's supposed to be different. I remember my aunt talking to me about it like two years ago. Um, but there's some something, there's gonna be a shift. There has to, I mean, regardless celestial shifts or whatever, like societies shift, they evolve, they either fly too close to the sun and like fall, you know, like Rome collapse. US is a fairly young country, but it's like burning full steam like it's going full throttle at the walls or i can't remember the exact idiom but y- y'all know what i'm saying oh, yeah. like no, we pick, we, they, they get it they pick it up but so i just you know i don't know we'll see what happens on especially on december 21st the great conjunction which we didn't really explain what it was but it's it's jupiter and saturn are going is it Jupiter and Saturn? Let me double check. I can double check. Jupiter yes. and Saturn are about to dap up. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. They're gonna be like this. Mm. 
Exactly. And it's supposed to be the brightest, like a really bright, um, look like a really bright star in the sky. And you don't need a telescope to see it. You just have to walk out to your house. And I think look southwest, I think is what they said. And like close, and I think pretty close to, to sunset. Oh. So pretty, you know, so I think for those of you in the diaspora, it only works if you go outside and stand under the light of Jupiter and Saturn, I think is, mm -hmm. is the deal to get the superpowers. I think that's how you get it. Um, which, you know, it's so funny because like half the people, like the memes around it, some of them, some of the people did not know that there was an actual celestial event. There's a lot of people that was did not know at all. They didn't know. They thought this girl was just talking. So backstory, there was a girl, I don't remember her name, her handle, um, but she made this tweet. She's just some, she's just some random girl, some random girl on black Twitter. Um, and she was like, people of the diaspora, like our DNA has been suppressed. And during the great, on, well, she said on December 21st, we our DNA true cells will be known. And we, something else. She was a little bit more like eloquent she, about it. The, the 21st was the first thing she said in the first tweet. Yes. 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 And, and people so people were that. like, they're like, what? <laughs> but you know, people play and like they'll post memes. They're like, this is the superpowers I'm getting. Um, some people talk about they're going to turn into Blade. All kinds, you know, all kinds of stuff. So. Um, and it's only supposed to be people in the diaspora. We didn't we didn't check sources for other other groups of people, so we don't know what y'all about to do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, sorry. If you're not a part of the African diaspora, I can't help you. I don't know. But for the rest of us, go look at go look at the celestial. I mean, at if anything, I think celestial events are 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 good to are good to see because they kind of put you in perspective of the fact that we're very small. Um, and the universe is very big and very active. It's not a stagnant thing. There are always, there's constantly events happening mm -hmm. above us um, that we have no control over. And so I think if anything, if you don't get anything on December 21st, at least get the appreciation of that. Um, but I'm personally hoping for telekinesis. So we'll see what happens. We will, we will let, we will update you all we will. on what happens. You will know. I will not be able to not brag. So we have, we've been on here for almost two hours. This is another thing with recording on a different format. Cause um, our other format anchor sometimes will tell us like, okay, get off. You got to wrap it up. <laughs> That's a wrap. You got to wrap it up. Like you at the two hour mark, bye, get off. Um, so, but you know, using this format, um, we don't have a count. There's no like counter. I just have to like glance. I'm 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 wa I'm recording. You're watching so it. I, it's yeah. We're at like an hour thirty four. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like we're we're on brand. We're on we're brand. We're about an hour thirty. I've been eyeing it every now and then. Because <laughs> we do. No, that is. Um, is there any or? I mean, before we kind of wrap up, I did want to ask you if you were going to watch Wonder Woman 1984, if that's even something that no. you care about. <laughs> I don't I don't care. I don't care about it. And that's not to say <laughs> I listen. I 
if I had never seen the first Wonder Woman movie, I would be like, oh yeah, Wonder Woman's kind of cool. Like, I think Wonder Woman is, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've read a few Wonder Woman comics. I think she's she can be an interesting character. I think mm-hmm. uh, Gal Gadot is a very uh, strong and cool uh, way to bring her to life. Um, there's politics in all of that, I think, in some way. Uh, but I think <laughs> but- the people who wrote the first movie, when I watched the story unfold, I was like, I hate, I hate this character. I think she's so brash in her actions Mm. Um, regardless of any charm that she might have i think she makes such poor choices and it sucks because she is 100 percent within character and is consistent and i don't want to watch that but in the 80s like i don't want to i don't even want a chance seeing ronald reagan i don't even want a chance to be angry about two things at once but do you think that maybe she could have grown? Because, you know, in the first Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman movie, she is experiencing the world of men for mm-hmm. the first time. Um, and so, you know, I, she doesn't really know how, like, what's except, like, she's just kind of like being like, she's on Themyscira. And it's like, girl, you're not on Themyscira no more. You can't be out here. It's a fish out of water, you know. sort of. Right. It's a fish out of water kind of scenario. And so I wonder if in 1984, I mean, she's, you know, the, wonder, the first Wonder Woman was taking place during World War II. So that's like 1930s, 1940s. Mm-hmm. At, in 40 years, did she grow as a person? Could she have changed? Like, that's what I'm curious about. Um, and I think maybe is worth the watch. Um, my my, I like the Wonder Woman movie, the mm-hmm. first one. I did remember watching it, feeling like, why isn't it over yet? Um, there was several times where they could have wrapped that wrapped it up real quick, and they they did not do that. So I and I think it was two hours. Um, it was two hours, and I it was. 153 minutes long I think let me check because I do just be saying things <laughs> but sometimes when I'm mad I remember things more. <laughs> you're like you have we have an like our like photographic memory when you're angry but I I do um, I remember when the movie came out there, people people were upset with Gal Gadot playing her because she's Israeli and people having issues with Israel. Yeah, having like stances on free Palestine and, and the, yeah. <laughs> which I think, which I think that's a valid argument. And I think, you know, bringing that up when you, for this movie, I think is a good way to talk about Israel and Palestine, like, and that relationship. Um, I apparently signed a document that says I can't say anything about Israel. So I what uh, from one of my workplaces, yeah. So um, I you have no opinion, no formal opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make you. <laughs> That's I mean, wild. I'm not working. I'm not working for the next semester, so maybe I can't. Oh, maybe I can. Free Palestine. 
basically. <laughs> oh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh my god. How long was the movie? <laughs> um, it was two hours and thirty-five minutes. I am now adding thirty-five onto one hundred and twenty. See, that's that's too much, and I think that's it's one hour I'm... and fifty-five minutes. I was two minutes off. <laughs> And see, that's the thing. I think um, that's that's too long. That's like 20, 30, 40 minutes too long. And I think Patty Jenkins did that because she wanted to give Wonder Woman more time on screen to have to have a like a strong female lead, give her more time on screen. Um, it was so bloated. I didn't need to be that. Um, I always have an issue with. Um, the body types of female superheroes in movies because they're often there there's a disconnect from them in the comic books being these very strong muscular yeah, women like af- athletic af- very athletic body types and then in the movie they're like really thin and i'm supposed to like i'm supposed to believe like i really i would like for if you want to keep gal gadot keep her but should she not be on a heavy protein weightlifting diet to like build muscle to and she probably was but she's just a thin person yeah right and so i just on muscle on the in the way right and it, it just not everybody people's bodies do different things um and so i just i wonder about you know like i feel like more super like like some of the women from wwe and like you read uh, my mind. I want the <laughs> WWE people to be all in the Marvel universe. I don't care. I mean, they already wear costumes. They already wear. I you know, know some they of them good, cannot so... act, act, but The Rock mm. is a great example. I love him. He's like Amer- Like he's like one of the most beloved um, c- celebrities of like all time. He's he like. It's almost like so much. And like, and I think what makes people like him so much is his whole rags to riches story. Like that whole, like I had $7 in my pocket and Mm -hmm. I came out here and I thought I had this one dream and I thought I was going to do this and that's not what it was. And all that stuff, like his story is like, I mean, it's like, it could be a movie. It's going to be a TV series. Apparently. What? It's called young rock. There was like a float of him in the in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. I don't know how that happened this year, but apparently there was. There was a parade still. Mm. Not like I think it was like a virtual parade or something. It was virtual. It wasn't like I don't think they had actual people like out in the streets. And we stuff. live in a dystopian. <laughs> you know, you know, one of the um, astrologers I follow. Um, the People's Oracle, um, which her whole platform is divination for liberation. She's been talking a lot about reality the past couple of months and like how we are not all living. There's like people are wanting to bend and shape reality to their will and then like not confront the actual reality of death that is around us. Right. And that, you know, you still have people like going to bars and clubs and all this stuff and they're like, whatever i don't care i trust my immune system Uh, 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 right um and just you know uh, also people who are traveling to other countries 
Oh my gosh. I and I know I there's some people I know who who went to other countries. And these are countries that like so for instance I know like Jamaica has very low covid rates cuz they're not playing with you. Oh yeah. They're no, like no. Somebody was telling me that they like go around like go around knock on people's doors and stuff like and check in. Make sure you're at home cuz you supposed to be at home. Right? So, you know, when you get off the plane, they make you take a test. They take you to your your um, hotel. You ain't leaving that room. Like they're gonna which start is like, having uh, IDs, mm -hmm. like uh, having it on your thing that you got the vaccine. Uh, I that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Wild. I've seen people post their like their shot record on Instagram. Like I got, I got the Pfizer vaccine. What happened to Moderna? Did Moderna have a vaccine too? Yeah. It's just because the it's because Trump didn't purchase as many of which other like there's two of them competing. One, we're gonna have Pfizer and Moderna at once, and then progressively more Moderna. I don't know what the Pfizer's the popular one because of the way their research was going, but I think both of them there's slight differences. I sent you that I sent you and Howard that article about Pfizer uh, settling them them lawsuits in Nigeria. This is something you guys can look up on the Guardian, and whether or not you trust the Guardian as a news source, that's your business. But they were doing tests; they were testing some medication on children, and I think some of them may have died or had like horrible side effects. Um, but like <laughs> we'll see we'll see how this goes <laughs> uh, but yeah there there's there's this weird thing with reality like people not acknowledging that we are like we're in a time of death and there's a lot of people who have died um and still like wanting to because it hasn't reached them yet right yeah and i think that's another thing with american culture like if it doesn't happen to me it's 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 a, especially within like like i think another good example of that is like obamacare mm. which is just like it's medicare it's like it's the it's the people being like i hate obamacare i like, this really? has no use this is socialist and then all of a sudden they get sick and like oh yeah my medicare takes care of me that was the yeah. thing you hated <laughs> that was the yeah, basically or they're so in love with um, bi big business and the government and like they're shaking. They're like letting big pharma step on them um, while also being like, oh, I wish I had my medicine or I wish I had my insulin. Um, but no, don't change the laws. Don't change the laws that help uh, fight for me. I hate that people don't want... Um universal healthcare in the u.s like it's I, so, so selfish. I move. And, the, and the reasons are always selfish it goes back to the self i don't want it because i don't want to pay for other people to like you don't want to pay for other like even if we did have like pay a certain amount of taxes that goes to healthcare for everyone stop paying like, for roads live off the grid we all use the water like we all go to school yeah as there's people who don't want to pay uh school taxes or property because the property taxes property taxes i don't know how it works in other states but property taxes in texas go towards schools 
And like, which is why, like, if you live in a nice neighborhood, your public schools are going to be nicer than like if you live in a, another neighborhood. Um, that's why there are people now who are like, I don't want to pay taxes on these school. Like, I don't pay school taxes. Like, I don't want to. Like, I don't got. And there'll be people like, I don't have any children. Why do I? What's that? It's like you should like. The, there's no there's no there's no like forethought of that these are future citizens right and yeah. like their access to a good education to, is gonna be pivotal in how they're going to interact with you once they become adults and citizens in the world so when you are like i didn't want to pay uh school taxes for whatever and you go to the bank and you and like they talking to you crazy and they can't do math or whatever and making mistakes and shit on your account. That's that public school education you didn't want to pay for. <laughs> like that's what that is. That's what that's gonna be. Okay. So you know I remember it matters. It matters. I remember seeing a comic uh I can't it's been a long time since um since it was done i think maybe like a year or two which feels it's not really that long but uh in internet time it's a millennium um and it was like this surf in medieval times walking past a well with like twigs on his back you know carrying something from like the field he's like i think we should uh improve society somewhat and then a modern man comes out of the well, like someone who would like fact check someone on Twitter. But funny, yet you uh, comply with society, with society, or like, or what's not you comply? You, uh, Complacent. Yet you participate in society. And it was like the idea of like, I can't like. I think everyone should get paid a fair wage. We shouldn't have to work jobs that are like below a living wage right then move i w don't want to have to move to, to, or like then go to school i need money to go to school or like yeah. all these other like the there's always a uh what's the what's the term what's the term uh a, um they always have a, a fallacy response. a fallacy like the like you've heard like a straw man argument yes yeah uh, so one of the many it like gr tactic for like an argument or some sort of of uh uh a f i hate fallacies so much. <laughs> um people be doing so much they really do for no reason they really do. And like that particular approach is very dismissive. It's like you've chosen not to engage with this with someone's reality, right? Yeah. You chose you've chose you have actively chosen to disengage with the fact that there are people who do not make a living wage. And you're okay with that because it makes you feel good about yourself. And I'm telling you, all my whole my whole thing is like it all comes back to the self and self-esteem and class, right? And that people like having people below them because it makes them feel important, 
it's horrible, but it's true, right? Because if you think about the, even the way we structure language or talk about um, mm -hmm. people, you know, the, the fact, like, if you're feeling, if you're, like, growing up, like, a particular argument for me when I was, like, sad or upset about something, my mom would be like, well, there's so many people who have it worse than you, right? And it's like, I don't take joy in other people's misery. That's just going to make me more miserable. Yeah. That there's other people who are miserable too, right? Um, and so, you know, that whole idea that, or even I think there was a meme going around where there was like a homeless person and there was a, a woman and her child. And she was like, she was like, if you don't go to school and get education, you could end up like that person. Like they need a person to point to as someone, as a reference point for what not to be. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's ludicrous. It's just ridiculous. Like people, like there's no care for like the general public. There's just no care for it. There's no community. The U.S. is not a community-based culture. Not. It's not community-oriented at all. People do not care about each other. Um, people love New York so much. And New York is one of those cities where people do not give a shit about you at all. They do not care. You could be laying out in the middle street. They'll be like, that's crazy. And walk right by. Like, they don't care. You know? And so, I don't know. I don't know if there is a solution to this. I think a lot of people who think about these things, academics, intellectuals, and I'm talking about intellectuals in all shapes and forms, the intellectuals in the barbershops, everyone. They be there. People who... They be there. They be having a whole whole lecture series in, in the barbershop. Talk. Thank you for coming to my 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 lineup. Look, I know lineup. <laughs> what if there was a series called the lineup? There's, and LeBron it, James has a show called um. It's the barber. The but and they sit in the barber. The bar, I mean, I know they're sometimes getting cuts. Some of some ones always getting a cut during it. But aren't they talking to like celebrities? Yeah, and... it should just be people, just like everyday people. Mm. But then okay. it, it's always celebrities. Okay, I would want something where, because there's like different. And is it is it topical or is it just like based on that person's life? It's a mixture. Like it, some some of it feels okay. like an interview, but there's like a they're all from different walks. Of, like some comedians, some like they're all different. They're all doing something else. Um, but it's mainly men. It's pretty much just men. Like they had Lil Nas oh, X on there, um, oh. once, and that Kevin Hart was oh, on there in the same episode, oh, and he I was like, that. "Why?" Yeah, yeah, because so see, like there's there's some, it's, I don't know what to make of it, like it's a very odd. You know, I I mean the barbershop we talk about it as an intellectual space, but also it is a it can be a toxic space as well. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, but there are always, I'm sure it's not, it's, there's, that's what makes it interesting is there are always people who are going to be like, I disagree with that. There's, oh, yeah. It's never, it's never just like someone who the whole barbershop is going to agree with that one person's. Oh no, topic. that would be an, um, o an omen if everyone. <laughs> but I, I was thinking about, cause I know, like, I, I know LeBron's series, but like, if they just if there was a TED talk set in a barbershop and it was, we didn't know who these people were. Sometimes I'm tired of celebrity men, to be honest, t telling me stuff. The, um, um, sorry. Catch off. No, you're fine. I'm just tired of celebrity men telling me stuff. That's just what in, in statement, 
period poo like the pandemic I'm sick of them. is the death of celebrity good end, end statement i believe i believe i hope so too i'm sick of them they get on my nerves just make your art and go like i mean okay sure people that are celebrities have been untouched for the most part by not not the COVID itself but economically speaking Mm -hmm. and have been trying to be relatable and visible you cannot do both no you can't when you have enough money to change like a community's life I mean, yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, I sent you that um, that audio recording from Clubhouse that was going around on Twitter. Because sometimes, like, they'll have celebrity men like Kevin Hart and um, Russell Simmons. You know, all them old heads who be, like, trying to give you business advice. And, Gene Simmons. Know, yeah, I'm talking about this is how I did it. And it's like, they not telling you everything. Right? Like, they don't want a whole bunch of, like, thems popping up all over the place because then they lose significance, right? Like, but for those of you who don't know, Clubhouse is is the is the new app, apparently. Um, someone said it's like, a, it's like a podcast. It's like an interactive podcast. I thought that was a really great way to describe, mm-hmm. describe Clubhouse because it's all audio. There's no, and you can come in and out of these different rooms and hear what people are talking about in this one space. Um, and like, I think you raise your hand if you want to be on program to talk or whatever. Um, but they'd be, you know, it'd be mostly a lot of like, um, well, from my takes from black Twitter, it'd be a lot of, um, um, incel like black men who, you know, be mad. The the clip I sent you, that was some real incel energy. Yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) He was so upset. And it's like, sir, did she not call you back? Like, did you cook for her and she like ate it and then left and like didn't call you back? Like, He's sir. I'm furious. And it always be some little quiet looking man too. I saw his picture because they found him. They were like, expose him, expose him. And they did. And his picture, he looked like some little quiet looking little man. And I'm like, he looked like one of those little quiet looking little man who might hit you. If you know what I mean, like that's a look. Like a chihuahua. <laughs> that's what you mean, right? That's what you mean. Yeah, because they will bite you. They'll bite you. They will. They'll bite you. They be nipping at your ankles, little ankle biter uh, dogs. <laughs> I should say we are very close to what the the limit would be. It's we are at one one hour and fifty eight minutes. Should we try and like start wrapping it up a little bit? okay i don't how should we wrap it up i don't know i mean this was really for us to catch up catch up with let you guys know how we're doing which um those of you who will we have a patreon right are we getting patreon uh, we're gonna be we're developing a couple things because we have uh because anchor itself there's uh ways to donate via anchor and there's some descriptions we have on there of of the perks you would get um Mm -hmm. for doing so uh, I'm gonna be updating those, but a lot of a lot of the different levels range from like ninety nine cents, like two ninety nine, mm-hmm. like five bucks um, every month. Ninety nine cents. 
Yeah, because well, any contribution, a like it's a low, a dollar, a, a, a dollar, a dollar. Is, is the base level. We it, don't give it me that. A day, oh. You can. Do- <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but but there's there's different perks. Uh, show notes. Um, show notes. Yes. Extra information or a little further in. Um, monthly comics related to the to the uh, show. A little four panel comics. Um. Now, uh, the video version of the podcast will be something. Yes, um, too. So there's a lot of little things. Uh, Definitely great reasons to sign up and help um, artists. We are both artists. Help artists in our endeavor of making the show. It's it's a labor of love. We love doing it. Um, but we also realize we should get paid to do it, too. So, you know, other people yeah. do. Why not us? Why not us? Help us um, live and improve the podcast as well. Exactly. Um, I don't think I have any last words that other than like, I'm, are you, so 2021, right? Are you, are you making a new year's resolution? My, um, I never do my resolution, um, but I try to internalize a mindset going into a year. Uh, I have effectively done my 2021, which was survive. <laughs> so, uh, 2021, I would like to do more than survive. I would like to live. Um, yeah. If, if possible. Someone said things aren't really, there is no back to normal, but like things could get better like around April, March, April-ish. I hope so. So we'll see. I don't really have any, I don't know. This year has been, it's been very, there's been accomplishments, but it's been so flat, um, right? Like oh, my book just came out. Um, plug your book. I, um, so he said plug my book. Plug so book. I published my first photo book with Fifth Wheel Press. Shout out to Nat, who has been really amazing to work with. Um. And so Fifth Wheel Press, will, you can buy the book at Fifth Wheel Press. It's Charting the Averscape of Leon County, Texas, which honestly, I think this is probably going to be like a volume of books because I had a lot of photos and I only focused on two particular areas that are related to my family. And so I'm looking at land, Black landscapes in relationship to, um, you know, my family, the rural South and um reunions all that kind of stuff so really excited about it coming out um it's 30 dollars on fifth wheel presses and i think they have a free shipping code right now if you if you go and buy it Mm -hmm. for the holidays um they should ship out on sometime in january but there's only 50 copies so it you know don't don't wait to the last minute to get it quantity there are limited quantities yes um but yeah i mean there's i i was telling jessica who shout out to jessica and jocelyn at chicas who read jocelyn for the one time (laughs) Uh, i was telling jessica last night i talked to her on the phone um my favorite accomplishments aside from the book um are making this podcast and roller skating like those are the (laughs) those are the things i was most excited about in 2020 
because they're more personal kind of things, things I did for myself. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited. I know it don't look like I'm coming, I'm coming off of, of grading and, and, <laughs> and I'm tired. So <laughs> I'm excited, even though I don't maybe look like it. I'm excited. I promise. No, um, but yeah, I think, is there, do you have any kind of last parting words? You accomplish your 2020 goals. I, <laughs> you're I, making a book too. I am making a book. That is true. That's going to be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, in January, uh, like mid, mid January. I don't want to say I'm just testing. I'm getting proofs made. I've already started correcting certain things, but I just want to make sure, you know, if I print it, that the each thing is what, um, what it is. Um, I'm doing it through blurb because I'm just testing the idea good. of if people will, if people will be interested. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 23 page, um, sort of mixture of, of poetry and photos and ramblings. Uh, the book is called, um, uh, <laughs> if I, I like the title, but I also know that I'm just melodramatic. Um, it's called a, a, a moment preceding an ending, um, or moments <laughs> preceding an ending, um, a collection of poems, ramblings, uh, photos, and regrets. Mm. Um, and it's I just I felt like I needed something more cathartic for me to end the year on because I had, yeah. I, <laughs> I had a, a I have a lot of things that are in progress that I'm working mm-hmm. on and to not have one of them complete prior to the year closing um was such a weird place to be for me creatively cuz I normally feel like I turn around a lot of things or I'm used to doing that at least within like the the realm of school being a place to do to do things. Um but book coming out um it's done I'm just doing the proofing and stuff. Um I got music coming out. That's soon. true. I got an EP coming out soon. An EP like a whole, what? It's like five songs. You did tell- I've been keeping on. See, I've been, I've been moving in silence, which is good. You can't share everything with everybody until it's everything. ready. I gotta wait, but it's gonna. I mean, which... we're 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 basically done. There's just some mixing. Like I right now, I'm just working on. Um, probably gonna drop a single soon. Uh, you just gotta work on the artwork and stuff like that. Y'all know that Marcellus is the one who made our intro music, right? I'm sure y'all know that by now. You recognize the voice, but our amazing intro music is made by Marcellus Cooper. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to 2021 starting off a little bit more, um, a little more pizzazz. Yeah, uh, same. I just, I would like it to be kinder. <laughs> yeah. Even if it is a difficult year, still, I would like it to be a kinder one. 
Like, be difficult, but okay, but like, be nice about it. But, um, I guess other things, uh, again, we're developing, we're doing a lot of stuff right now to try and beef up the podcast in terms of, uh, if you want to support us, not doing that and having it be just like, you know, empty handed, like you get, you get more, Mm -hmm. more, um, more stuff and more conversation. Uh, a big shout out again to, to Playdate for continued uh, usage of our jazzy outro. outro. Um, why don't we talk about it? Uh, they actually released um, the past, I think I, I had said it before because um, I think they're constantly working on music, but um, their last single they put out, uh, uh, Windows Forever. Uh, I did the artwork on that on that album so there are our fellow sci-fi enthusiast friends uh over on play date um constantly working on cool stuff uh especially into the new year yeah so you guys definitely stay tuned we'll have a release date for season two soon so make sure you're following us on twitter at where i see me is it where it's where i see me podcast or where i see me it's where Uh, where i see me at where I see me, all one word. Uh, make sure you're following us because um, that's when we're going to let you know. Season two, we're hoping to have like some promo photos and, you know, maybe by then have a logo or something. <laughs> Do like the best friend pictures. <laughs> <laughs> something. Um, something. So we're, we're hoping to have a lot. I'm looking forward to season two because I thought we were going to get through everything. Season one, we did not. So many topics we want to cover. So many. And there's also yeah. there's more people that I think it would be lovely to have um, come on as guests. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Jackie Williams who runs Juncture podcast. Juncture is really cool. Like Jackie is a big uh, sci-fi horror. I can't say horror. I had this issue on the last episode. Horror, <laughs> uh, is a big uh, sci-fi horror movie uh, fan, but she also does dream analysis. She's really been studying it. And so her sh- podcast operate, um, alternates between movie reviews and dream analysis. And you can submit your dreams to Jackie and she will interpret them. Um, if you want to be anonymous, you can be anonymous, but she'll let you know that she's reading it on the podcast. So definitely check out Juncture Podcast. Check out Chicas Who Read. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any of our other friends who have podcasts too. In the meantime, while we're on hiatus, uh, if you're a fan of the Bachelorette, Bachelorette, uh, the Bachelorette, uh, or that's uh, realm of that universe of TV. Mm-hmm. It is the universe. It um, is its own universe. It is. Uh, I think I've heard, I've seen on the on the on the Twitters, uh, friends of of chicas who read uh, the Bitchlorette. <laughs> is that Anna? Yeah. Is that Anna? <laughs> Anna. Yes. Okay. Um, Anna, you also definitely check it out. <laughs> I found the podcast very funny. <laughs> uh, as someone who does not watch the Bachelorette. <laughs> Um, and this so, season, I'm sure she has a lot to work with. This this season, they had to switch bachelorettes in the middle of the season. Like one girl fell in love immediately, and like they had it ran off with the guy. Messy. <laughs> Horrendously messy. 
um would recommend uh that podcast <laughs> um but no, there's a lot of really cool people making making fun stuff um and good stuff um yeah it would be nice to have some of them on who knows you never know yeah. maybe a crossover episode some crisscrossing crisscross we can wear our clothes backwards when we do that should our promo photos be us wearing our clothes backwards like crisscross you know I will say no. yes. You know I'll say yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> Asking me a question, you know I'm going to answer yes to. <laughs> mm, I'm going to tell you something when we, get off, when we get off of the um the off the the, the cast, but <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, guys. I I guess that's that kind of does it for us. Um I have been Marcella and I'm Jamie. Stay nerdy. And stay black. Why don't we do-